upset too. Had a, had a check, 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 check. What's up, everybody? It's your boy DJ Spotted the Don, and of course, Trini D. They call me Trini D. What's good? Thursday night school, we in the building. Let's do that one more time for the Facebook crowd, all right? What's good? What's good? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's all you. It's all you. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy DJ Spider the Don. And of course, DJ Trini D. They call me Trini D. What up, world? Thursday night school. We in here. We back, man. We Shop. are back. You know what? We got some big news, bro. What's up? We are officially on iTunes. We are officially on iTunes podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was to, it was thanks to you. Thank you. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks to y'all. I mean, we've been building towards this moment <laughs> since I first started this show. And of course, now that I have my uh, co-host Trini, man, everything's a-okay, man. We're doing a lot of cool stuff. For sure. For sure. I'm excited, man. We really, every week I feel like we are uploading on a new platform. We have all of our YouTube video clips up now. You can watch the full interviews there as well. So now we got the iTunes coming up. Of course. We got we did the Spotify anchor thing we are working on as well. So yeah, yeah. a lot of good stuff coming out. We just appreciate y'all tuning in, honestly. Thursday night school. Thanks to y'all. All right, man. Uh, we got some other, other stuff. I'm just inviting some more people to watch the show. Of course, you know, each and every Thursday we're here. We took a little break. I was in New York. You know what I'm saying? Hold on a second. I was with, got the Tim's on. Oh, got, money. Got the Tim's on from New York. Money, son, stop, stop B. <laughs> B, what's up, Dead son? ass. A dead ass. They're like, B, son. Yeah. Uh, money. You're. My mother's son? My mother's son? <laughs> you're. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, my man straight came into New York, bro. He came, came, <laughs> straight came from New York, man. But, how uh, was the man talk to him? How was, how was NYC? How's the weather? That's what I want to know. Shit, it was cold as hell, bro. It was cold? What, what was it like? Uh, first day I got there, that night snowed. <laughs> uh, snow was on the ground for the whole time. Then I was trying to fly out that, uh, the next day. The next day, but uh, that following Monday, and uh, my flight, all my flights, my flight got canceled. And Frontier canceled all the flights they had for that day. Oh man! And uh, I had to book another flight. Another two hundred dollars came out my ass. But you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Damn! Know? I didn't know all that happened. That's crazy, man. That's insane. Yeah. So the weather really was shitty. <laughs> weather really uh kind of washed me out. But other than that, it was all right. I had enough jacket. Had a sweater. So, Eesh. it was good. Shouts out to Ali, 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 and. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's out here. Uh, say, what's up, bro? Keep pushing, my G. Of course, hey, my G. I'm here. In keep here, pushing Pete. back, G. Keep pushing. We all pushing out here. Appreciate keep the love, Keep pushing, man. brother. Yeah, man. The last two weeks, I, I mean, I, I was here. I wasn't in New York. Um, but I was chilling, bro. I was honestly just enjoying being in Orlando, man. I'm yeah. on this, like, health binge, so, like, I'm not trying to go out or do anything like that. So yeah. That's why you haven't seen me on Wednesdays, brother. Hey, man. That's why I'm really just trying to ease off that shit, too, man. It's just... I love the nightlife. I love that club shit, but... Man, my health is way more important than that. <laughs> Big facts. That's not just talk down about the nightlife. We actually are DJs, so we actually do this. Yeah, but like when you DJ so much and you, you go out so it. much, like that's it. Like I don't want to go out downtown unless I'm getting a check. You know what I mean? Oh Bro, people invite me to Wall Street downtown all the time. People invite me to clubs and I'm just like, am I DJing? Nah. nah. I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> <laughs> On the real, bruh. <laughs> like, uh, I, lo I love our homeboy, uh, DJ Chino, but yeah, I, I love him. <laughs> I, I try to go out there once every other week. I not do too much. And it's the same. I mean, I rock with him. He cuts me checks sometimes, and it's just like, sometimes he invites me to his gigs, and I'm just like, if I'm not there, man, like, I'm just beat. I'm trying to enjoy these nights at home. Exactly. I love popping the melatonin. You know, using my freaking eucalyptus spearmint lotion and going to bed, bro. Like, oh. I got aromatherapy. You, ladies, you heard that? I'm telling you. you. Eucalyptus lotion. Yo, I go, to, I go to Bath and Body Works. I know how to take care of my body shit. Oh, he could take care of you, ladies. You know what I'm saying? Any single. Yeah, that lavender lotion ain't for me. That's for y'all. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that Cat Williams joke. I don't love it, but bitches do. Exactly. <laughs> you know what to do. You know what to do. But, of course, we have a lot of news to cover. A lot of news to cover. What we lot, got going on, man? A lot of stuff has been going on in the past two weeks. Uh, I guess the very first thing, R. Kelly. We are back at him. Yeah, we back at the Aura. The Aura. <laughs> <laughs> the Pied Piper. Oh, my God, man. Nah, he, he has some really nasty nicknames. Let's be real. It's, it's I mean, Dave Chappelle's skit. That's this is what I think of right now. Yeah. I just think of that whole skit. Drip, drip, drip. That's just what I, I can't. I can't <laughs> stop thinking remix. about it. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, for historically, I have a lot of love for R. Kelly's music. Uh, what inspired a generation? You wouldn't have your your favorite R and B artist right now for one for R. Kelly. Two Facts. great songs wouldn't have a career for one for R. Kelly. So true. Um, of course, the things that he he is accused of are like heinous, but I want to also say that. 
we need to get a little breath and reprieve. Let him have his words. I know people are making fun of him crying and and making fun of him uh, spazzing out during the interview. But if your life was on the line and your livelihood was on the line, and that if that was you, I'm sure you would have be just as emotional, yeah. just as uh, expressive. And I think that's what I got out of watching that the most. Like I, I really just try to be more reflective. And I'm like, yo, if I was in his shoes, how would I act? Like, would you really act that calm? You know what I mean? Nah. The fact that he, he knowing that you don't even have enough money to pay child support that night, yeah. or like you know nights after that interview, that you're probably gonna go to jail off of that. Yeah. Would you act that calm, or like that you think you could that he should be, or would you really just snap like he did? And he said it. He was like, "I'm sorry, I'm only acting like this because it's the first time I got to speak. It's yeah. the first time I got to say something." So, not defending him at all for anything, but it's just I agree. Like that interview was painful. It was it was really painful to watch. Sorry, Ooh. I just dropped the cap to my drink. <laughs> but it was painful to watch. It was important, but it was important for him to get his his words out. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, hopefully, the truth will come come out. Um, I heard people make some comments of like you can't be accused of something for ten years and not, nothing be there. But also, you can't if you beat a Fed case. You know what I mean? And it's 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 it's, it's, it's nuances to the whole situation. We gotta have everybody. Have their say and have their day in court. So, if if all else being said, that's all I got to say. In both cases of the Michael Jackson situation and the R. Kelly situation, there's there's one 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 current theme here that the parents were knowledgeable of this interaction going on. That some some there's been uh, evidence of some parents like signing their daughters up to hang out, live with, live stay with R. Kelly, they approved of the situation. And then later on down the road, they didn't approve of the situation. There's evidence of that going on with Michael Jackson. Um, but the thing is, you got to hold everybody who's involved with the situation accountable. If it's going to be R. Kelly, if it's R. Kelly going down for this, his manager need to go down. Yeah. The, some of the people who enabled him to do this thing need to go down. And that's the conversation that I keep hearing happening, too. But I agree. They need to be justifiable for it. Like the kids with the Michael Jackson situation is really the one that's just like, what is going on? You know what I mean? And But I can't lie. It's the same exact situation with the R. Kelly one. And I've actually talked more about that with coworkers and friends because it's just, yo, if you know what this man's been accused for, mm -hmm. this tape that he had of him not just having sex with an underage girl, but peeing on, peeing on her, trip, trip, trip. <laughs> you can't think that it's okay for her to go to this concert, let alone, like, I think one of the guys in the documentary went with the girl to the concert yeah. and then let her go with R. Kelly after. Yeah. So, like, everything about that whole situation is like, yo, we are not justifying R. Kelly, but you got to be held accountable for your horrible parenting. Like, child services need to get your ass. And then, then on top of that, the, the women who are with R. Kelly right now, they're not underage. Mm -hmm. They're of age. They're of sound mind and clairvoyance to make the decision. So... At what point does personal accountability come into this? Hmm. Um, well, at what point? Let me turn down the mic on the background so we don't have that much feedback. Yeah, I just want to say shout out to everybody that tuned in. I see uh, my boy Matthew Brown and Kenny in here. Shout out to y'all boys. Appreciate hey, it. By the way, share the sh share the video, man. We're really trying to get as many people involved in this discussion with Thursday Night School as possible. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't not leave out personal accountability. I feel there's a lot of things that a lot of people leave out when it comes to these situations um ollie says he's still gonna play his music though <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so with r kelly i feel like it's that interview was really just just hurtful just to watch just yeah. just like painful. just to like sum that up like uh, i feel everybody is giving gail king a lot of uh uh, commending I guess because yeah. she did a great job Yo, her, com her composure was perfect Yeah, and I think it was just great to watch but when you see the pain in what he's saying it, it's hard because he's even saying what we're talking about yeah. he's like he's like how could I do this to little kids like you know they, they let me like I didn't have them in chains and things like that like they were willing and all this stuff so it's it's hard, like you're saying, for that personal accountability to not be in there. Yeah. Um, with the women with R. Kelly, I'm not, you know, saying anything. I've watched that whole documentary yeah. series and it's very hard not to believe them in the way that their, you know, their pain is and their story is. But there are some stories to where it's like we can kind of tell you were trying to get something out of this or maybe just being a star a stuck in the fandom and the stardom of R. Kelly. But there is personal accountability for it. But 
it's just the whole situation is crazy to me, man. It like, very much I, so I don't crazy. get how we got to R. Kelly and Michael Jackson in the same fucking part of Not the year. Just that. It was just like, and both were from documentaries, and then they're just getting like, oh, I don't. I, this so, is a this is a hell of a year for mental health. Yeah, exactly. And psychology, like. <laughs> All right, but let's take this the next step down to go to the Michael Jackson situation. Of this course. is where I think the Michael Jackson situation. Such as the Nick DeRosa and Rea for tuning in. Shout out! Shout out! Uh, my homeboy track track hey nick why weren't you at david robertson's wedding oh whoa oh damn that's my homeboy track teammate you know what i mean Ooh. nick bro Ooh. it was hella sober we could have used your, your humor but it's okay all right anyway <laughs> <laughs> but um back to the the conversation like we take the turn to our uh, to michael jackson it's it's two of the people who have been consistently consistently accusing michael jackson of the situation yeah um there has not been other people who have were in this in the in the scenario as them yeah shout out to my boy kg kyle i see you i see you coming in um there macaulay Culkin has came to michael jackson's defense yeah um what's the other the other childhood star um his first name is the c his last Corey feldman i think I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he came to Michael Jackson's defense. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people have come to Michael Jackson's defense right now. But the thing is, it's important to realize, like, at this point, what do what do those people really have to gain now that Michael Jackson's not here to defend himself? Well, I think it's just the day and age we live in of you know everybody has to tell the truth and everybody is now being heard. Yeah. Like that's the best way to put it. Before people didn't really hear you when you talked about these things and you especially talk about michael jackson man the one thing i wanted to say and always say michael jackson's story is the most brushed under the rug story ever you mean talking about his life story like no his allegations and his, yeah. and his accusations and things of like that yo every single person brushed that shit under the rug and there were so many facts that are still now being shown in that documentary so it's just like but but also you got to realize that these two um these two children are, who are grown men now, they per, uh, perjured themselves. They lied on the stand. Yeah. So at what point do we have to take that into account and really hold their, their, their testimony? Well, what they use to say against it is, is the mental health aspect, the psych psychological aspect of it. Trauma is something that would make you forget, you know, repress memories. Um, even if you did remember, you wouldn't admit it in that type of public forum because of your trauma and past issues of it so and not that i could say that's a good buyout but i could believe that i've never been through something traumatic like that like I, but I, I understand but at this point you can't really take their this is just me talking telling the whole the whole situation of i'm not on i, I really love michael jackson but then if he did these nasty things he did nasty shit but if, at this point at what point does somebody's word have to be held held to a standard if you, you said this, then you said this on, on the stand. It did happen. You said you lied. Said, "Oh, it didn't happen." Now, twenty years later, you come back. Say, "Oh, by the way, it did happen." What am I? What story am I supposed to believe? Well, I mean, that's just the whole craziness of the case, man. This case started in 1993. Yeah. And he was accused of, or um, the, what is it, acquitted of all the charges. Yeah. Then ten years later, on the dot, 2003, more evidence happened. They stripped his whole freaking house down. But nothing. No nothing that they showed found. Up. But so that's my point. When it comes down to now, when it keeps coming back, I think that's something to take into account. I don't think that's but it's necessarily come back, it's coming back from the same the same people. Maybe there's some truth to it, you know. Um, here's here's what I feel. I, I do feel that Michael Jackson uh, was one of those people who were special and had a what did, did was inflected with some type of trauma from his childhood that caused absolutely him to, to want to be around younger. Younger people than it's, usual. It's very easy to say he didn't have a youth, so he needed to have that. Yeah. And that's what it was. And also, I will also think that... I wouldn't say Michael... I don't think Michael Jackson... Um, I, don't, I don't believe the fact that he... I don't believe that he abused the kids. I don't believe he had sex with the kids. But I'm, I would say... I would go as far as saying I think that he had a, an unnatural... Um, uh, a little closer... He was probably a little closer to the kids than he needed to be. Meaning like... Maybe he was, maybe he was just be, being a little too creepy around the kids. You know what I'm saying? My I, whole thing I, is after watching that documentary, I don't know what to believe because there's some clips in there of like just him holding hands with the little kids. You know what I mean? Like literally in an interview 
And I'm just like, yo, you are 35 year old Michael Jackson hold, or you know, 45 year old holding these little kids' hands. And I'm just like, that is, I, I don't know what to believe after watching this footage. And that's why I think it's, there's something to say where it keeps coming back because now people are paying attention. People yeah. are opening ears. So, but watch the footage, bro. Like I haven't seen both parts of that documentary, but when you do, you're just like, I hate to admit it, but like, I, I, it's I, tough. I, like I totally, I say, I, I do admit Michael Jackson was, was a little too close to these to these children of course in today's in today's world it's it becomes more and more crazy to think about you know what i'm saying yeah and the fact that these kids parents once again we're gonna put the parents in this situation we're like bringing literally bringing their children to be around somebody like this like like at one point after you heard one story do you stop bringing your kid around michael jackson yeah and you don't know if that's just because I, I tell you, my mom would say, oh, we love Michael, but you can go see him, watch him perform, but nah, you ain't staying at his house. There is a documentary <laughs> on Netflix called um, Abducted in Plain Sight, yeah. and it tells a true story of how this dude literally wanted to abduct these two parent, like you know, couple's daughter. Mm -hmm. He did it by ending up sleeping with the wife and then ending up sleeping with the husband. And then that's, eventually, you know, that's nasty, bro, that's just some psychotic stuff. This is a true story. It's yeah. a documentary on Netflix. I'm not getting paid to promote this, but I should. But anyways. On our platform, though? Well, come on. <laughs> come on but anyways, they literally just show how easy it was for this guy to manipulate people mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. for them to just literally buy into it to the point where he ended up kidnapping the daughter twice. Yeah. Twice. Insane. Twice. Literally. So when you think about and watch that documentary, you're like, damn, so how easy is it for these people to get manipulated and just buy into these celebrityisms and just well, oh yeah well he's michael jackson well, of course i love him i'm gonna give him honest, my kid fandom, like that's weird fandom is a, in itself a very weird thing um we, we we see nowadays girls go hard for beyonce but they're about ready to they about ready to fight somebody for beyonce and y'all don't even know beyonce that's beehive y'all y'all attack the beehive attacks people with the ferocity on Facebook, on Twitter, <laughs> for just saying one objective Yo, opinion. I don't fuck be, with the Beehive and at Beyonce, all. Beyonce, let's be real. Beyonce really can give two shits <laughs> about y'all dressing up to go to her concert, about y'all spending $200, $300, $400 to sit wherever y'all sit in. Beyonce is going to make her money regardless. <laughs> but the fact that y'all, so the Beehive, I mean y'all, y'all are thinking to the Beehive, is going so hard and this is this this let's be real. This is anybody's fan base. Anybody's yeah. rabbit fan base. Yeah. Future. Yeah, I was gonna say Future Hive is right uh, up there. <laughs> Kanye's fan base, which you're a part of. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Who else? Who else is a good fan base to consider? Um, a lot of these new rappers got huge fan bases, man. I'm, I'm talking about like the more the more sick and ferocious uh, Drake's fan base is out there too. Yeah. Like dropping, dropping, uh, was it devil emojis on people? Oh my god, yeah, I ain't but, really, you know. But the 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 idea of fandom in its in its is in its um in its current most wild form. People get obsessed. Obsessed. Pe they, pe people if, love that character. I've seen girls faint from in front of somebody that they're literally 10, 20 feet away from. <laughs> like it's like, yo, you were nowhere near him, but how? Like you know, remember how um. How uh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie said, uh, uh, Charlie Murphy said, like he saw a Prince's aura. Yeah. Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever been that starstruck. That's yet. crazy. Yeah, it's a good point. They're like, but when you get that starstruck, I, I guess whatever. I don't know. I've never been that starstruck yet. I, I think when I go, especially as a DJ, when I go to concerts, like I'm like, I'm trying to be, hey, I'm just chill in the corner. <laughs> like I've seen people perform in person. I'm like, okay, cool. Like if they were if they were to shake my hand, I'm like oh my god, that's cool, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, and don't get me wrong, you are talking about two mega stars, R. Yeah. Kelly and Michael Jackson. So yeah, I guess if you do get starstruck, you see their aura. Yeah. But that does that make you give up your kid for them? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, Knowing what these motherfuckers have obviously, been. Obviously, obviously for R. Kelly, it gets those girls want to hey, I want to stay with you for the rest of my life. And so, <laughs> but, but so that's for for that one. It's hard to explain because you you know there are, and I'm not saying all of them, but. There are literally one or two occasions of those where they're like, oh, yeah, we did go here willingly. But then at the same time, I can't deny R. Kelly's, you know, captive, you know, personality and things like that. Yeah. But it just goes back to this whole thing. We're talking about accountability and being starstruck into it. Like 
if you know or see or are alleged that this person has done some stuff, you can't be just struck by the fact that they're famous and talented and just have that have you ignore all those things. And, like, and that even ties into the fact that he was bailed out by a female fan. A hundred racks, bruh. He couldn't even afford it. Couldn't even afford it. Like, that's crazy. He couldn't even afford the child support. He went to jail the night of the interview. Yeah. Which and it's, is, and, wow. it, and, and, it's, and it's ridiculous to the point right now because he makes his money on the road. He makes his money off touring. Yeah, that's all he does now. That's all he does. He, has, he, he I guarantee his publishing is crazy. Man. And he, like, he makes no money because all his money goes to child support. All his money goes to <laughs> these multiple houses that he lives in with these women. So financing a lifestyle is where his money goes to. I just, it, it's just to me, I don't know what to believe. You know, mm -hmm. um, his court date is on March 22nd. We'll, we'll find out what happens with R. Kelly then. You know, we really will just see what they have, you know, if the jury believes it. Um, I don't think anybody, I'll say this. I don't think anybody is really on R. Kelly's side right now. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There are some conspiracy theories who are like, oh, they're doing it to shut down R. Kelly and take his music. And that's what R. Kelly was claiming in that interview. You know what I mean? Well, I, I can I can see that. I can see them. I'm not I'm not afraid to say it. Character assassination is the oldest trick in the book. And it's happened multiple times. Well multiple times. To, 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 to turn public opinion against you. It's it's the oldest trick in the book. It's easy. It's been happening for generations to black successful black men. Oh, and that's the biggest that's why it's a <laughs> Uh, reasonable conspiracy because yeah. people have said it will bill you know what i mean people have said why did harvey weinstein not get his charge yeah. as much you know like he got in he got charged for it but he got bailed out or whatever yeah he's harvey, done harvey weinstein all he got was oh you're charged pay, he a, got pay go, a mill and he, and he and he got to uh go to this uh rehab situation yeah like why you got while cosby's locked up for cosby's a long time up, you know, you know they're gonna put r kelly probably i'm pretty sure done so again like again i'm not saying i'm on that side but I don't think besides that, besides people who are supporting those theories of like, oh, they're the character assassination of a black man, famous black figure. Yeah. Nobody's on his side. Yeah. Nobody is literally like, I believe him. Nobody says, I believe I can fly. Here's how I feel. I believe. I can fly. No, don't do that. Y'all heard that shit? Don't, don't, do it. Let him, don't let him get off that. I joke. can't even listen to that song anymore without just thinking it's him talking about something else. But here's how I feel. I feel. I have a reasonable. There is a reasonable doubt in my head. I could see him getting getting out. I there 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 is even in the um the other situation with Michael Jackson. In my mind, there's a reasonable doubt to like I said, they perjured themselves. Yeah. You can't take their word for anything now. Yeah. So in my mind, there there always is a reasonable doubt. Do I support his actions or if these alleged actions? No. But if I realistically look at the situation. I can see. I have an objective way to see how we can get out of the situation. Yeah. Um, I. It's, it's this. This situation is really hard to talk about because, in both scenarios, you don't want that to be your child. You don't want that to be your your girlfriend. You don't want to be that to be your wife. You don't want that to be hmm. your auntie, your mama, who, who's in this situation. Anybody. Of anybody. Course. Anybody who's around you. You don't want. To, you want to. You want to want that to be your your nephew or, or niece, hmm. in the Michael Jackson situation. So it's it's important for us to legitimately think very objectively about these two um scenarios and also be able to understand where how how these people are need to be held accountable if they did it yeah and like like i'm saying at, w at what point what are they really trying you gotta think what are they really trying to get out of the michael jackson situation they're not gonna get so gonna get no money. I, I don't think they're trying to get anything and i i just really think it's just people speaking up now that it's a time to speak up um, again, that belief and theory is very true. They could just be people trying to take down his career and his money and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I, again, for that one, I just feel like that one is I, I don't know if we're going to figure that one out just because he's he's done. He's gone. He's been charged twice for it. They swept his house. Nothing. So it's it's hard. It's hard to combat that. Of course, you could watch a documentary and believe these people's testimonies, which I do. I'm not denying that. But it's hard to deny the fact that there's nothing been found against him. You know? Yeah. So. Again, and I feel you on that, man. Like with that, I don't know what they have to gain on that, but I just feel like we are in a time where people want to talk more about that. So that's what it is. But shoot, with R. Kelly though, we gonna find out, and that's the scary part. Like, yeah, it, like Michael Jackson died before we got to find out. Yeah, yeah. We gonna find out with R. Kelly, and from watching that interview, it just seemed like he was just desperate, man. It just seemed like it was out of pain. He knew what was coming, in my opinion. So. Yeah. That's my that's that's my theory. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. And I feel like if we ask, we if we open up the comments to everybody, 
to express their opinion. Please do express your opinion. For sure. On how put you feel put, about your, put your facts in the chat. Shout out to my boy Andres who just tuned in. Um, Shout out to my homegirl Amber. <laughs> Shout out to my, my cousin Stevie in the building. All day. All day. Shout out to Ali Ali, Miss Jessica Walker, and Tan Terrius, all my family out there, uh, and Miss Nikki. Um, uh, all I gotta really say is that this is this is the this is a pro- product of uh, the political sense of our time. Yeah. Where this, where we hope that this ultra sensitivity can be reined in, but also be able to be actioned upon. Yes, justified. Uh, justified. Yeah. You know what I mean? We the the ultra sensitivity in this world right now is really tough to really, um, to be like, oh, you know, everybody's like saying, oh, everybody's really soft right now. Yeah. But I feel like it's important for us to have the sensitivity to be able to take, um, to understand each other's feelings. Yeah, for sure. And it, we need to. That's why I'm saying this is a time where people are understanding their feelings and like sharing those experiences. But uh, to sum it up, man, because I, I don't know how I mean, we, we could go. Yeah, we, we could go all day on R. Kelly and MJ. Like exactly. we already put in 26 minutes of work. And I know everybody got a, got an idea on it and, and how they feel on it. Um, it's just at the end of the day, I, I really hate to see this happen to two really talented, famous people. Yeah. Um, but I think I've said this on a few weeks ago when R. Kelly's The Surviving R. Kelly documentary came out. We really need to get into that godly forgiving mode and not to forgive these people. But understand. But to understand what the hell is going on. Like, what caused R. Kelly to not only urinate on an underage girl, but continuously apparently do this shit? To literally have multiple allegations Allegedly. of... Alleged. multiple allegations of similar stuff um make sure to have you know like it, it's crazy how what caused that no sane yeah. person does that and the same thing with michael jackson we could probably pinpoint it back to the jackson family and the abuse that his, his father yeah. and family and there, had. And there's stories of r kelly's fan having a little a lot yeah. a lot of stories of r kelly and his family having uh trauma and and you know just abuse so let's just take a step back instead of just saying r kelly did that shit let's let's like banish him let's take a step back while this dude's alive and just be real and be like if this is true i want to get him into a real good psychologist while he is arrested yeah. and locked up and just being like what caused you to do this but, but we know how, we know how the jurisdiction situation and I don't have the infrastructure for that. Or we have money for it, but we don't use the infrastructure for never, that. Never, never. That's only in movies, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. like, and, and you know, pr- prison is a profit-making enterprise. So, so they want to put a profitable person in it. We get it, man. Yeah. But let, let's be real. Let's get off this topic, bro. Off let, it up. Off it up. Off it up. All let's right. talk about this event we got coming out, bro. All right, all right, all right. Let's do this. All right, y'all. So next, this upcoming Tuesday. Yes. 8.30 yes. p.m. Yes. to 12 a.m. We are live at peak downtown for the orlando passport showcase guys we already have eight artists whoo eight artists already signed up to take part in this showcase a couple people from jacksonville people from down south we got some people from majority people from orlando or by in orlando by way of other cities let's put it that way um it's a it's a contest also a way for people to come come together in the Orlando music scene to come together and network. We are bringing Orlando and Florida-based rappers together. It's a dope event. We got a lot of performers. Yes, we do. We also got some judges. Tell them who the judges are. Man, you just want to meet. Oh. Just tell them who the oh, judges okay. are, bro. Just tell them. We got three judges. One of our judges first up is Matane, the headline and act of the night. Shout out Matane. Shout out. This is Matane on Instagram. I remember his Instagram. Got it. Our second judge of the night is the person sitting across from me right here, DJ Trini. D, they call me Trini D. I will be one of the judges at the Orlando Passport. We're going to kill it. And our third and final judge is the tandem C Forte, who are the hosts for the night as well. So one thing I would probably do is actually designate one of them to actually be a host and one of them to actually be the judge because it's two of them. <laughs> but so, so that's probably what it, what's going to happen is but the headline act, of course, is this is Matane, a Chicago-born rapper. You know, Illinois-born. He's not from Chicago. He's from a suburb of Chicago. Midwest, yeah. And um, he actually it comes came to Orlando when he was attending Full Sail. Has developed a nice fan base for himself here in the Sanford, Orlando area. You can check out our episode, uh, I believe, two with him. You uh, can check Chicago. him out on YouTube. Well, that, that was our first episode together. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Thursday Night School on YouTube. You'll find all the episodes. <laughs> the one that says featuring Matane. By the way, I posted all the YouTube link into my uh like page so search d-a-d-o-n-d-j spider s-p-y-d-a uh, on your facebook and you'll be able to pull up the youtube link is one of the, the most fresh most recent posts i made on that page so the orlando passport this tuesday night tell them what about the prizes bro all right 
They are competing to win. So I want no bullshit artists <laughs> competing to win $150 cash money. Yeah. Two hours of free studio time at East Room Studios. Two free beats by Purebred Productions. And of course, and of course, an opening act slot for the year end concert that I'll be planning for around end of November. I'm trying to stay out of the way of the classic because I don't want to get murdered. Classic weekend. <laughs> bro, I do not go out during classic weekend. It's Maybe. hilarious, bro. DJ Envy is always here. Shout out to DJ yeah. Envy. Shout out to you the know Breakfast he's Club. He's a Hampton grad. That's why he comes Oh, out. respect, respect. He's always out here. He's always getting booked. And like I'm always getting like some invite or some promo out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... I'm staying my ass home Classic Weekend, bro. Exactly. So there will be no Orlando pa Passport during Classic Weekend. <laughs> Just let you know. But right after or right before. Yeah, right after, well, maybe two weeks. <laughs> you know, people be saving their money. <laughs> so um, we're planning to do some an, a, a concert around that November time, maybe early December. For sure. Uh, Year-end concert. I'm already contacting a couple artists to see what their, their schedule's looking like, the, uh, the book, the artists. But each artist... Each, I mean, each quarter will be doing a New Orlando Passport. The winning artist, of course, will go on to be an opening act. Also, our our headliners are going to be also be involved in the year-end concert as well. For sure. So I just want to continue to bring something fresh and new to the city and give artists an actual opportunity to win a tangible prize and network and enjoy themselves and really have a chance to pro promote themselves and actually put their music on stage because I'm so tired of artists like oh how do we get involved with you oh by the way another thing they'll get to win right mm -hmm. interview with us let's do this on Thursday night school they'll be right here we'll give you the nice footage make it look mad professional exactly so like I just want artists to be able to be involved in the community have a platform for their music and also, artists who come and participate, guess what? In between these these conversational breaks, we're going to start incorporating breaks. We'll be playing local artist music. Of course. So if you got some stuff submitted to us, we will be playing it. Even if you're a producer, you want your beats being heard, we'll play that shit. If you're a singer, you want your tracks being heard, we'll play that shit. And just come out there and network. Honestly, like what type of event have you really seen downtown where there's Orlando-based artists and also some Jacksonville and South Florida-based artists? So it really is the hub of Florida. We're Big trying facts. to make it the hub of the Florida. Big facts. So I just want to make sure everybody is aware of the Orlando Passport. March 12th. This Tuesday. This Tuesday coming up. Peak downtown Orlando. Doors open at 8.30. Tickets and door door cost is $10. It's going to be lit. Check us out. Also, you want more information, contact the Fly at Night, F-L-Y-A-T-K-N-I-T-E. Instagram and my homegirl, Nikki, will hook you up with more information. Shout out to my, my social media entrepreneur, Nikki, who's holding us down on social media. For sure, for sure. All right, man. Let's, let's make the pivot. You know what I'm saying? What you got to talk to me, man? What you got to talk to me? All man? right, since I'm holding all the notes. <laughs> all right. So how do you feel about LeBron? A. Who? A and Oring. Oh, man. Quote, unquote. I don't know if I believe it. Okay. A and Oring, 2 Chains' new album. All right. And then second, how you feel? What was that, last night? Last night, he passed MJ on the all-time scoring list. Oh, man. So shout out to LeBron James. Anybody in here, if you a basketball fan. If you hoop at all. If you, if you a ba Yeah, if you know anything about basketball, bro, that shit is legendary i'll get to the two chains part in a second but lebron james has surpassed michael jordan it's a big deal of like everything big deal. points rebounds assist, like everything is it official can we call him the goat now so that's the mark of the debate man everybody is like he's never gonna get six rings i'm pretty sure he got like time, three to four time, time out time out the issue with that argument is okay i'm looking at the camera <laughs> Tell michael him. jordan Won six six rings in six games, right? But the fact is, LeBron James, the, the whole league has teamed up against him. <laughs> and he still managed to win three. And he went to six, uh, he went to the NBA Finals six other times. So he went to the Finals by himself alone when he was first with the Cavs. He drugged them there. He did. At least half the time. Damn, he dragged them. And then on top of that, he won three of them. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, he still is. Everybody is teaming. Doesn't want to. Don't want to play with him because they're trying to beat him. They're trying to. They don't want to team up with. Don't, they don't want to team up with LeBron because they want to beat him themselves. To say they beat the best player ever in the world. And I mean, first and foremost, Period. that's how I feel. I'm sorry, Michael Jordan, great player, amazing was, player, was the goat. He was the goat on paper. LeBron James is historically now, will go down better better is, than Michael Jordan. Is now the best. Now let's let us be real. All right. 
two of those championship wins he won were with these motherfuckers. Yeah, right? So, yeah. shouts to Miami Heat for doing that. Shouts to D-Wade and Chris <sighs> Bosh. We'll give you that. But people will argue like, oh, well, LeBron had to do that. Yeah. You know? But at the end of the day, bro, Jordan had Pippen, bro. Yeah. Like, Jordan had so many people. He had, had, he had Kerr, who was literally... <laughs> had Dennis Rodman. Rodman, bro. Like, so you can't tell me that there was never some type of advantage like those. People <laughs> may not talk about those players, but they were amazing players, bro. Yeah, and let's be real. The first couple years that Michael Jordan were with, were with the Bulls, they ain't going nowhere. They, they got eliminated by nope. who? The bad boy pisses two years in a row. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, I think the six rings argument, it's crazy. It's great. And I think it's, it's a good average. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. But that's also a generational thing. You know what I mean? LeBron James, if you're telling me he has to compete against six rings, Michael Jordan ain't played the Golden State Warriors today, bro. Michael Jordan, they never play nothing like the Golden State Warriors today. And, and so you can't tell me that's a fair argument because LeBron James is going up a goddamn freaking dynasty in the making. Exactly. And I'll also tell you this. LeBron James is actually going up in it, going up against an NBA that's designed to beat him. The NBA right now is that every every team is designed to beat LeBron James. The only reason why you're seeing a wide open East right now is because LeBron James is not in the East. <laughs> <laughs> and then and let's, another thing you've got to understand is LeBron himself realizes this. And for the best, for the betterment of Cleveland, it was better that he left. Yeah. But then when you look at the, the NBA back in the, the 90s, they spread out the, the best players. The best players were, weren't clumping themselves on one team. It, it was more competitive because all the best players were spread out amongst the league. That's the reason why you can you can you can actually see Michael Jordan beating other teams easier because They're they don't have out. three or four players that are teamed up to beat him. Yeah. Shouts out to my football coach, Coach Witters. What up? What up? You know that's that's the man who got me my scholarship right there. Oh, that's respect. What up, man. coach? What up, coach? Coach. So you should enjoy this talk, coach. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about sports right now, coach. Um, that's my point, man. Um, it, LeBron James is going up against so much more. Like the Golden State Warriors, let's for real not put like any less weight on them. They yeah. are an unstoppable team. Well, so up until the next two years, they're going to have we'll to see what happens. Free agency. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, in the free agency. But there's so many great teams. Like you talk about the Rockets, yeah. bro. Amazing the- freaking duo. You talk about. The um, Oklahoma City Thunder, amazing freaking duo, Boston Celtics. Michael Jordan ain't never had to play up against that. Well, he played against Larry Bird. But yeah, but come on, Larry Bird at, at when? And he played and, against Magic. Yeah, all right, Magic is probably the only good one. But my whole point was, I don't think he won during those years. He literally won like right after, pretty much. Yeah, the, on, on the their, backside of those two guys' mm-hmm, careers. Exactly on the very peak or in the very end of their careers. So. LeBron James surpassing this now. We gotta just stop about that whole six rings argument. Yeah, let's it, just let's just be real and go down to facts. It's just like literally, and he's still going. LeBron James signed a four year contract. Yeah. He's on year one of that four year contract. If he quits after this four year contract and he's already beaten Michael Jordan in points, assists, rebounds, yeah. blocks, steals, everything, fuck the six rings, bro. He's he's the goat. I, I'll also tell you this. Um, now that we look at the the Lakers right now in their current state, do you think you give up Lonzo Ball? I thought Lonzo Ball was going from day one. I think he is going, and I don't think think, think they're going to get him off the team. I, I don't think Levar Ball can do shit. I think Lonzo Ball is gone. I think if Lakers want to do shit, they, they gotta let him go, bro. But, but we talking about getting AD. We still talking about getting Kawhi. Like that shit is and, real. And maybe get Kyrie. Kyrie that shit and, and everybody's talking about oh Kyrie and LeBron gonna come back, bro. If that shit is real, first of all, this motherfucker is in Space Jam too. Let's just, <laughs> let, let, let's just be real, all right. This it, what, he not wait, only wait, wait wait wasn't that supposed to be Blake at one point? At was, one point it, it was. was I remember seeing like the picture of him yeah, with it. It yeah. was like ten years ago. And they had the commercial. And then literally they were like, "Nah, we won't give it to LeBron." And yeah. like, what's crazy is he is shooting that shit this summer, and he passed Le- uh, uh, Michael Jordan yeah. just yesterday. Yeah. How ironic and iconic is that, man? But, but that's always been kind of tied up in the reason why he actually moved back to L.A. Moved to, moved to, no, not back, but moved to L.A. for, for movies, for Hollywood and production. You know, what and I mean? literally after year one. But so that's my point. I feel he. That was what he's doing this first year, was passing Michael Jordan in the stats, yeah. setting up Space Jam 2. He's going to do that in the offseason. But that's why he didn't care about this year in terms of winning. I'm sure he did. He tried, but he was out for like 14 games. And, and we, he's never been out for that long. So like on the real, he was just prepping and being like, 
Hey, AD, what's up, man? But I'll be real with you. I also got to point this out. I really feel like uh, if we look at the stats of LeBron James currently right now, and we look at the stats with with LeBron and without with LeBron without LeBron and with Lonzo and without Lonzo, without Lonzo, they've actually the LA Lakers have fared actually worse because they're missing a distributor. Yeah, but we can get it. They could get another one. You know what I'm yeah, saying? If they get Kyrie, I wouldn't be mad if they take Kyrie. Because Rondo is a good point guard, but he's not a distributor. You're but right. The, I mean, he's a great passer, but he's not a great distributor. So. He's a ball. He's a ball hockey. Yeah, point straight up. And he's on his. He's on the later end of his career. So he just wants to get some some stats up. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, imagine they get Kyrie, bro. Imagine if they get Kyrie and AD. Let's say not even Kawhi, bro. All, it's all done. Know, it's all, done. All I need is for Kyrie Kyrie Irving to come in there and play like he's sorry. No, play like he's sorry to LeBron. That's what I mean. Like, oh, okay. I was like, why you ain't gonna play sorry? Sorry. Nah, I, like you gotta play like LeBron. My bad. I'm sorry. I Yo, you. it's gonna be straight. Alley-oop straight. Yeah. I mean, there's this rumor that we talked about while we was drunk at the beach. Yes, the rumors start there. Oh, uh, yeah. And we was like, <laughs> if Kyrie goes to LA, right? Yeah. Is Uncle Drew gonna be in Space Jam? Oh. How crazy would that be, bro? That would be lit. You heard her here first Thursday night school. Uncle Drew was on Space Jam Uncle, too. Uncle Drew Uncle on Space Drew, Jam look, look too. Uncle Drew was in Space Jam too. If that shit is real, that's real. That shit would be epic. 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 I would love to see that man. But and he's already done the movie, so he got a little you know acting in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, at the end of the day, I'm so happy for LeBron James. I used to be a hater because I'm a Heat fan. I think we all are. You know, a little salty about. Well, I feel like he he gave he pro- he gave y'all what he promised. This is what and that's what you can't be mad. Right. Cleveland can't be mad at him because he gave Cleveland what they promised. He came back for Cleveland to do that, and that's yeah. some gangster shit. But as a Miami Heat fan, and you heard it from a diehard Miami Heat fan, this is why we were mad. This is why we burned jerseys because he came up in our goddamn arena. Not one, not one, not two, not two. motherfucker. Three. Who gets traded to our team and shows a goddamn arena announcement of it with pyrotechnics yeah, and then yeah. Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade? Like, that's insane. And you come up promising seven rings, which you damn well could have done if you stayed. And then after four, you're like, eh, you don't know. So that's why we were mad. But now that that time has passed by, like, we good, yeah. we Gucci. I could respect I, the hell out of him. And let me tell you, as a Orlando Magic fan, we'll never forgive Shaq. <laughs> I mean, you and know. Dwight Howard's is forever ruined, so we don't care about Dwight either. <laughs> so that's my point. Now that I can respect him, he's incredible. He is the GOAT. I could truly say LeBron James is the fucking GOAT. Like, I don't know how you could watch him still on his supposedly last four years of his career yeah, doing amazing things. You know how many buzzer beaters and threes he's had this, this season alone? Well, I, I really think that his, his the next step of his career after... um. What was it? What year? What year was it when he came back? Year two after he came back to Cleveland. Yeah. Where he started really investing in the Cleveland community as far as building schools and investing in business, local business there. I think these are the best years of, my, of LeBron James that we're going to get. Yeah. And he's actually doing more for the community that that Michael Jordan ever did. Yeah. Michael Jordan ever will. Yo. So Michael Jordan, honestly, and you've heard this many times, is probably an asshole. Yeah. Well, overall, <laughs> Michael Jordan. He, He's a billionaire, man. He's just like that rich Ma- Ma- motherfucker, Michael bro. Michael Jordan has shown over years that he really could kind of care less about the whole situation. He's focused on building as well as, you know, he's kind of been focused on, like, just co- continually expand. The Jordan brand, yeah. And, and, and honestly, we got to give Michael Jordan a lot of credit for him being the, really, at this point, at what point are we going to make Michael Jordan, if, even if we give LeBron James the GOAT status, why do we still have Jerry West as the logo? <laughs> like, that should have been changed to Michael Jordan a long time ago. Yeah, they just like, they can't change that. Jump with it. <laughs> I mean, you, you can. There's other poses Michael Jordan has. You can yeah, take. They just jumped with it. Yeah, but I honestly, he's the goat. He's the goat. Michael Jordan. I really, I really appreciate Michael Jordan. He's the reason why. I he's love. the goat too. He's but just of like the '90s, man. Yeah. And now we're watching the goat of like 20 years, basically. But man. We're, we're watching the goat overall now. Like yeah. Michael Jordan was the goat of the '90s. Now LeBron is the goat of everything. Just like, bro, points, everything. Shout out LeBron James. Yeah. He's not only go to the music, or excuse me, he's not only go to basketball. He's also apparently trying to be the go to music. Nah, I Man. can't give him the go to music, but I love the fact he that he dabbles in music enough. I don't get it. They said he A and R two chains his new album, which is what is the title of the, the album? Uh, from rapper uh, to rap, the court. Rap, rap or go to the league. Rapper go to the league, yeah. and yeah, rap or go to the league. I mean, let me let's, let me double check that. Yeah, guys. Nah, you're right. That's what it is. And so apparently, LeBron James was the A and R on this. 
And I found out from my... I I really think... You're going to say allegedly? Was this a... (laughs) Allegedly? allegedly. I I really feel like he... he, he, They're using LeBron James' name and his notoriety. And given like A&R doesn't really mean... It doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit in this context. No, it doesn't. I really feel like LeBron James... Uh, just giving it his lend, lended his ears and oh I like that oh, I think he, he came it. in the studio for the final session when he had like 40 tracks and yeah. he's like two chances like pick 20 and he's like alright and that's yeah, it that's and pretty then, much and, like, then, and then he was like alright he a and r this shit and it's like come on now come on yeah but but overall I like the fact that LeBron James is not just being another rapper who raps another d- <laughs> basketball, <laughs> basketball player, raps. player that raps um, like we got you know um Kevin Durant raps. We got Damian Lillard. We got Ivan Shumpert. We yo, got uh, yo Lillard though. Come on, come on. Lillard can spit, bro. Shump man can spit too. Yeah, boy. like like some of these some of these rap, basketball players can rap, but <laughs> I'm like the fact that he's taking this. This just fits in with LeBron's brand. Yeah, being the uh, the boss the man, boss, the, the director, big, the, the producer. The room, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, so I own this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's what LeBron James is doing, and. It just goes to him saying the goat and being the goat. But whatever he did with that album, you know, that's cool. I will say I fucks with that album, man. It's uh, a good album. Two Chains got a good got a good vibe. I going. love the I love the album. The thing is, my only issue with the album is it's kind of um I love I love the album. It's it's more mature sound for Two Chains. People are saying this is the best album. If you haven't heard this new Two Chains album, people are saying this is Two Chains' best album of work. It's like you said, his most maturest album. Like he is the the title is called Rap or go to the league which is pretty much what his decisions was he was like talking about should i go to the league for y'all don't know he played ball and he's like or should i rap and i mean I eventually he started rapping i can't say this is two chains best album i like pretty girls like trap music better. that's his that's his most popular obviously most bangers yeah, yeah like that's i just i can't i can't i can't say it's his best album i liked it i liked it a lot but it's not to me to me it's not his best album. I, and y'all can see how I was thinking about it. I had to think about it. And as a... I'm, sonically, it's good. The beats are more better high quality. They're uniquely... to the, they're, they're a unique sound for this album. But the theme is all there. He has better features. I think he has some really good list of features on this album. Dog, amazing features. He had Young Thug on this album. He had Kendrick Lamar on this album. Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Wayne, E-40... Chance and Kodak on the same song, and my man Two Chains had a song with Ariana Grande. You got that, that money, a, which is, which is, which is a great, great song. song, like a good pop hook with Two Chains rapping. Like you would never think that would. This is Two Chains getting mainstream on y'all, and damn. You can see I'm I'm making the thinking face. Sorry for judging, <laughs> but um, I get that because when you listen to it, this is no longer the you know freaking. His mind, I get it. Two chains, yeah, like, he, he's I, he's now more mature. I do like that. I do like that. I like I like, I like two chains going on down this path for sure. But when you when you when you say it's his best project, you really have to think about things projects that I've liked. And I, you know, I've listened to a lot of two chain projects because yeah. of course, back when it was mixtape, two chains and true religion and all that stuff. A lot <laughs> of his projects were, were were still pretty solid, but they were in a different lane, of course. Yeah, that's true. But. I just can't. I can't crown it as the best. I just can't. I just ugh. see now you're making me really, really <laughs> think about all these other music, which is okay. And I would subject. I would ask anybody to whenever they listen to music, definitely please objectively think about the projects before you just give it. Oh, this is the best shit ever. You and, know that, I mean? and and I'll agree with you on that. Like I can't say that I'll think it's his best work, but I think it's really dumb when people come up with that type of stuff so early. Yeah. Um, this shit just came out like five days ago and people are like, this is the best work. And it's like, first of all, give it some time to breathe on its own. Yeah. And then compare it into his liking of his work. Um, I mean, to bring you another dose of Kanye, everybody oh. does that. Everybody does that with <laughs> Kanye's album, bro. Like when Ye came out, like not even 27 minutes after it came out, because that album was only 27 minutes long. Yeah. They was like, yo, this is like number seven on the nah. rankings. We like, bro, this is number five. And it's not just the high. You can't rank it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, some albums you just don't even rank, bro. Like You got to give it some time. You got to let it breathe. Lil Wayne had a rock album. You going to rank that in the list of his his freaking albums? That, that album does not exist. Some, some rappers like Lil Wayne <laughs> and 2 Chains. they had Collar Grove, which yeah. was a joint album. Yeah. Are you going to rank that in that? Or are you just going to compare it as a collab project? Mm, I, you, leave, I leave it off the list. I would leave it off the list. I would leave Kid See Ghost off the list. So. I get that, I, and I don't like how people just are so quick to be like, "It's the first album ever." I yeah. agree. Listen to that bitch objectively and see if it's actually good. But uh, 
Check it out if y'all haven't listened to it. This please listen to it. British check. Please check out Two Changes' new album. It's really Since dope. we're talking about music, man, um, we weren't here last week, so we didn't really get to react. How do you? What do you think of Offset's album? I thought it was off. <laughs> it was just all right. So we talked. Wait, wait, I thought it was. Off. Explain, bro. I, I didn't, Come on, it, man. It, it was <laughs> just, just like I thought it was off. It was, uh, it was off and then set. It was just. <laughs> it was just. Just we talked about it before on a couple weeks before it came out. Yeah. How the Migos, I don't feel on their own can hold their own album. You know, it's, and it's like it's a lot of those quick two minute thirty second songs. Yeah. Um, with Offset, I was looking forward to it just because I love these. Just seeing how the Migos are now doing these solo projects yeah. and people give a damn. But it was just, I mean, Red Room was dope, but without seeing it with the video, I played it at a club mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, you know. Yeah, but he didn't have it. I don't think it really has a lot of songs on the album that I really. No club bangers. I'll no, say but, that. But I think. The, but the, just bump. But but listen, out of the three solo projects. Oh, you're going to give it to out of Quavos, out of Takeoffs, out of Offset. Offsets, which one was the best? I got to let Offsets breathe and, and listen to it. I think I think Offsets was the best. It was It was the most different from what they normally do. And it was, it I'll was give saying, you that. and it was saying more than what they normally say. I'll give you it that. More, it was more about his life, his, his his growth. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, guys. Like, I was not. The thing I love about Offset, period, um, is the fact that he's the most versatile Migo. He does what Takeoff can do, and he can do what Quavo does. Yeah, he can do the rapping, and he can do the singing. Exactly. So I was true. expecting to to actually have Offset do both, and be more open with his music choices because he's he's literally able to move around in a pocket but he did a lot more of the rapping yeah he did a lot more yeah. of the he just went platinum y'all <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i would probably put his up there um again i just don't think the migos can hold their substance like like on their own like they need to be the migos when i listen to their stuff it's like oh this is good for a listen and then after that i'm like you know what's next so uh, i didn't really like it man i'll be honest with you i, I was right. just like i was disappointed okay since we didn't get to talk about this uh last week as well little pump harvard dropout Eskete! oh god how'd you like it oh man shout out to you know everybody who fucks a little pump because if he wasn't from south florida you want to give him notes oh, oh my goodness i probably wouldn't would insult him so much man um, I think it's I think it's hilarious, man. I think what he's doing is just like you kind of understand what he's doing now. Yeah, the whole kind of just dumb, stupid rapper kind of thing. I don't know how else to explain it, but but, uh, but I think he was good, man. The, the the single he got with Wayne is dope. Um, the Be Like Me track. Um, everybody knows the Kanye track, the Racks on Rack tracks. He put his Get It on it. I, I think it's dope. I, I just it's not a substance album, obviously. It is what it is. And it is what it is. Like, I don't, I really don't care for it. I was just like bumping it first day. I'll see him at Rolling Loud. That's it. That's yeah. it to me. All so. Right. so he's just going to be what it is. <laughs> I really kind of feel like um, Ugly God could really fit in his lane. Yeah. But recently, if you look at Ugly God's pro- pro- projections and his, his, his idea of what his music is, I think he's really trying to shift his music style. The fact that ugly guy kind of let himself like kind of take a long break. He really could fit in Little Pump's lane. He, at one point, like you do, like yo, I make this type of music, fuck it, but I can also make different types of music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he needs to let him let let him let his music breathe, let him relax, and just let the music flow. I just want to bring up Ugly God because I think he has a lot of potential. He's very talented, and he's also from Mississippi, so I lived there for a little bit. So I'm gonna give him some props. <laughs> Shout out. Gonna drip or drown too. Drip or drown too. Um, Gunna is just on this crazy flow right now, bro. Like, and I think I, I hate to say, it, but they're on that wave. Like, they him yeah. and him and the, <laughs> him and little baby. Like, they're they're killing that shit. So, um, uh, I, I think it was dope. I love the track with him and little baby, Derek Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, speeded up his goat. He got you know Playboy Cardi on there and shit. So, uh, I love that man. But at the same time, to me, and I would say that's much better than Lil Pump's album. But it's the same thing to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just quick. It's quick, quick fast, hit. Yeah, fast food music. Yo, I call those gym, gym, gym albums because that's like a 50 minute album to where I'm just like, Working all right, front out. to back, just gonna go work out real quick. Literally right after here, y'all don't see me. I'm in fucking uh, faded ass sweatpants, about to hit my gym on. And now that we talking about this, I'm gonna hit Dripper Drown too, just because I know I'm gonna be a quick 50 minutes. There you go. And I'm done. But besides that, like I'm not gonna bump that shit all the time. So. Yeah. It's crazy to me, but that album much higher than than Harvard. Don't don't don't, 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 don't get don't it play, twisted. Don't play yourself, y'all. Don't play yourself. 
uh, I think one thing I uh, I can tell you this. Shout out for growth. Shout out to growth. Yeah. Because I'm no longer personally enticed by music that do, does some stuff that's repetitive or is stuck in this this trap or die mind, mindset. Yeah. We had Gucci Man for that. We had Young Young Jeezy for that. I want my artists my artists to be more introspective, more versatile, more able to speak about a different variety of topics other than part of my language, fucking bitches, <laughs> wearing jewelry, and getting money. No, you know and, I, and that's why even, I love it. Even that's things that we kind of do. I don't got no jewelry, but anyway, <laughs> it's just like... I, I do not trap. I do not trap. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? But it's one of them things where I, I just need some alternative perspective. I'm a young... Young professional now, you know what I mean? Even though my Tims say otherwise. He got to put the Tims anyway. up anyway. He feel like he from New York now, B. Money, nah, son. B, son. You going to watch Disa Samiro tonight, B? Word. Yer. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, even that whole the whole idea of what, what type of music I really want to hear, what I want to hear from my artists has totally changed. I think anybody who listens to music, they can kind of say that evolution has happened for them. If you, if you constantly listen to the same thing, it's like getting fed the same food. Eventually, you're gonna get tired of. It. You're gonna find Absolutely. something else. And as a DJ, what do you think I was playing? Oh my god! All, all, them all the time in the in the house parties. All the time in the clubs. Oh my goodness! Like eventually, like it's cool. The radio people don't understand when we say, "Yo, I truthfully don't listen to Future on my own. I don't yeah. listen to Drake on my own." They're like, wow. "How could you not Drake? How Drake. could you not? <laughs> how could you not listen to Drake?" And I'm like, "Chill, Soldier Boy. The reason I don't listen to you. Drake." <laughs> It's because I play seven songs of this motherfucker every goddamn time I DJ. I have a transition from God's plan to In My Feelings. And then after that, I play Nice For What because it's the same BPM. By the the way, he's had that on film. Yeah, it's actually actually a pretty dope clip, just being real. I I actually filmed that (laughs) clip, by the way. (laughs) So, like, yo, we can't. When I hear the same shit and the same shit, I don't want to hear that shit. But the thing is with Lil Baby and, and Gunna and just that whole new wave, they don't even make like that club banger shit like you're saying, bro. Yeah. So this is actually shit that I could bump, like I said, in the gym and yeah. other places. So it has its place, and I agree. Like it's refreshing. Yeah, very refreshing. I can tell you right now, I'm listening to a lot of uh, now that Kevin Gates is out. I love his love his music. I yeah, love you, uh, you do. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Young. Uh, what's his name? NBA Young Boy. I really kind of got into mm-hmm. really lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that kind of. I'm very I'm very a mid tempo guy. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> now the music that you don't hear. In the club, but there's more mid-tempo stuff that, not exactly the sing-songy stuff, but the stuff that actually has lyrics and some uh, some feeling and emotion to it. I really listen to. For sure, for sure. But guys, we said that to say this. Please continue to di- uh, discover better local music. Support your local artists. And that's the whole point of what we're doing for Orlando Passport, by the way. We're going to bring it back to Orlando we got a lot of local talent coming through. Yes, we exactly. got great judges there as well. I remember hearing a quote, man. It was crazy. It was like, you don't ever support your local artists until they start not hitting you or until they start getting bigger than you yeah. or something like that. And I was like, let's not you be that person. Exactly. All right? Come out here, support our event. If you were artists, bring out some more people. And network. Network. Don't be a hater. Come network. Come get stamped at the Orlando Passport. This ain't something where you mean mug. This is something where we all interacting, showing love. It's Orlando Passport, baby. Yes, of course, of course. And also, man, I want to make sure everybody follows the brand Fly at Night at F-L-Y-A-T-K-N-I-T-E. Shouts us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We both are very active. Me and Nicole share the access to that. So we really work hard to be as interactive as possible. Get back to you as soon as possible. Shouts out to Trini D because, you know, he's my boy, my partner in crime. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to REA. Shouts out to Kawason. Shouts out to No Swag Syndicate. That's C Forte, by the way. Shouts out to uh, Peak Downtown for letting us have this event. Uh, this go, Tuesday. This Tuesday going Peak down. Peak Downtown, Orlando, Florida, this Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. We are doing our Orlando Passport event. Just come out, y'all. Even if you're not performing, if you're not an artist, just show us some love, all right? I know it's spring break for y'all college folks, so yeah, just come yeah. out. Come out. It should be a, a great time. I'm really excited. I really look forward to this event being great for the Orlando community. And uh, hopefully every artist gets a chance to take part in this platform Maybe not, maybe not next week, but maybe the summer brand, the summer time we bring it out. Maybe the early fall uh, run we do, 
And then eventually I want everybody to definitely take part in the, the winter break when we do because it's important for everybody to be taking part in the platform. And just in overall, to bring the whole brand together, we want local artist music to be played on this radio show. For sure. And uh, we want local artist music to be taking part in my listening USB listening parties. And I also have a really good idea for switching up the listening parties up. We're going to talk about it, bro. We're going to get it rolling. Um, so it's going to be really dope. I, I got an idea for my big brother. Who does parties in New York? He's like he liked the idea. We going in. We going national now. Yeah, yeah. So he like he like he liked Cross the idea. State. He liked the idea. He was like, "Yo, you could you could flip it like this." Um, so we're gonna son, talk about how we're gonna flip it. Son, money, B. He had to say something like what that. What up, kid? <laughs> there you go. What up, exactly. kid? But y'all, y'all have a good night. Thanks for tuning in from DJ Spot of the Down. Of course, DJ Trini D. They call me Trini D. Have a good night. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's Thursday night school. Let's go.